everyone. Uh, this is Bud. I want to welcome you to the Constipated Christian. Uh, today's episode, I have two friends with me, Ryan and Mary Beth. Uh, they are a couple, I guess you would say that, <clears throat> go to church uh, at the Rock, one of my Rock buddies, <clears throat> or two of my Rock buddies. So uh, just um, no specific, uh, the reason I love Mary Beth is just, uh, and, and Ryan I've met recently, I, I haven't known him as long as I've known Mary Beth, but uh, no specific thing that she's tied into right now, like we've done certain people that do certain things. But with her, I just love the fact that she's always available and I know her heart and she's going to talk about stuff she used to do and then went through a season of maybe not doing so much, but she supported our overseas missions. Uh, she helps with the community store, just drops in and just, she's always available. She's been very generous when we <clears throat> have a need to, for somebody specific that hits her heart. So my point is that, you know, she's one of those people like we talk about that doesn't just absorb and take it all in and just leave the words on the page, so to speak. She actually gets up out of church and then she just acts it out. So uh, that's what I love about her. And I, I'm, no, no, Ryan a little bit less, but, but but I love him also because he loves her. So therefore, you know, we he's got tied into this group or whatever. So I'm sure he's a good guy. He's working on it. He's working on it. All right. So um, do you want to just say anything to start off with? Or you want me to ask you something? Or you want me to ask you something? Okay. So uh, we always do these little pre-lude things uh, to begin with. Um so uh, she was saying she was hesitant about coming on because I've been asking her for a long time and she just kind of uh, chickened out or whatever. I don't know, <laughs> several times. Whatever. But uh, finally she came on and she, she just shared with me that the reason she didn't really want to come on was because she didn't feel like she really does anything. But I, I you know, beg the differ with her because I just told you some things that she's does, or that she does. But she says she also didn't want to come on because presently she doesn't do anything specific and so she uh thinks that that w would be more of what i'm looking for but really i just wanted uh her to talk about maybe even her journey to where she got to the season of not doing something i don't know i mean however it comes out uh so i just wonder maybe uh could you start off by saying you know maybe a little bit of your background did you grow up christian uh, how long you've been in the rock and then um how you got, I, I know you've, uh, you, uh, that you've helped Bob and you said that you've mentored uh, young women, you, uh, that you've done a lot of stuff. So kind of just take us through the quick journey and then. Okay. Well, I'll try to be quick. I, so I did no, grow. No, no. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how, like how many minutes, a couple of minutes. <laughs> you, got, you got 30 seconds. Okay. 30 seconds. All right. <laughs> uh, so no, I did grow up. Uh, my parents became Christians when I was just after I'd been born. So I grew up um, learning about the, the Lord and being part of the church as they were learning. And so I really did grow up um, with a strong faith from a young age and continued to meet the Lord at different phases of my life. Even as a young girl, I had a heart for, um, I wanted to become a missionary someday. So that was something that was part of my heart for a long time. When I, um, in I ended up going to finishing my, my college time um, at Bible College and was got my degree in biblical studies and speech communications and was hoping to then go overseas and do missions full time for the rest of my life. <laughs> so, but I wouldn't have met Ryan and uh, there's a lot of other <laughs> big bummer. And there's a lot of other, you know, God had different plans that have, have been very good. 
So, but I um, have, that's been on my heart for a long time. I think it really developed a, a special heart for missions at school where I was exposed to a lot of different missionaries and got to meet a lot of people and hear the stories of what God's doing around the world. I uh, was part of a, a missions prayer group that really, uh, really is where my heart got um, and just kind of caught the Lord's heart for missions. I think what you spend time with the Lord in prayer about you is what he teaches your heart about and you get to catch his heart for. And so I think that the more I prayed for the world, the more I developed his heart for loving the world and wanting to reach out to the world. So that was a big part of my, um, what I was excited to, to, to do. And then I I've done a few mission trips after college, but didn't really find a place to stick. And so I would come home and work in between, um, fast forward to, uh, 2000, 10 through 12, I lived in Scotland. I ended up going to Scotland to work as a uh, outdoor instructor and part-time cook <laughs> at a Christian outdoor center where we got to, you know, just preach the gospel to the kids who came from inner city Glasgow and had a great time just uh, really getting to be in the outdoors and also getting to, to share the love of God with kids. And then God called me to come home, called me to Citrus Heights. <laughs> I said, no. Gosh, what a bummer from Scotland to Citrus Heights. Yeah, I fought that one for a while. I fought for about a year and then finally moved up here. So uh, when I did, got connected really quickly with The Rock uh, within a month of moving here. Found a new home church, Was uh, joined Pastor Francis, invited me on to his intercessor, intercessor team, and then... Uh, Another month later, met Pastor Bob to do a was decided to go on the short term mission trip to Haiti with the Rock. Met Bob and uh, Pastor Brian, who was helping out at that time too, and uh, quickly realized there's a little bit of an administrative gap on that team. So uh, they asked me, I was able to help kind of help navigate that trip and take care of booking the tickets for the team and stuff like that. And I think they both had what is that called ADHD or hyper or something or whatever. Incredible, incredible guys. Brian had slightly more admin skills than Bob, and I was able to come in with slightly more admin skills than that. So <laughs> I was able to help out. Started just started meeting with Pastor Bob once a week to talk about missions, and just to kind of fuel that and be consistent in that. And through that, you know, got to. I'm very grateful. Got to be a part of God moving in Bob and continuing to increase his heart for missions to where he's now you know, full-time missions pastor traveling the world. And it's been great to just be able to support and encourage that. And um, so now that Bob is no longer working with The Rock, I'm not really doing the admin for him anymore, but uh, still, you know, help out with his his intercessor team as well. And the last few years have been hit with um, an unexpected disease that kind of took me out for a little while. But uh, which is probably why I feel like I haven't been doing as much, but continue to to pray and continue to do things as the Lord leads. But it's not as exciting as some of the stories I hear on here. People are, you guys are all amazing. So, but you know, one of the things that, that I do love about her, and we've talked about this before, people like her that, and I don't know, I'm not putting her in a, a certain group or whatever, but anybody that has something going on in their life you know, there's kind of two different groups. It seems like one group will say, got something going on in my life. I can't do it right now. It's not my season. The other group will say, which is Mary Beth, 
I've got stuff going on in my life. I can't do it today or whatever, but you know, I don't feel good or whatever, but I want you to call me or I'll call you back or something. And she always has. So, I mean, I know you've been, you have something go or you had something going on or whatever for a while. And uh, it would have been so easy, you know, like um, Deb Barlow is, is another one. She's oh, waiting yeah, she's for a, a kidney transplant. Um, just all these people that have stuff going on, but they just keep going on. You know I mean? And to me, it's like, gosh, that's so inspiring to know that somebody is not, you know, I mean, me, if I get sick or something, like, oh my gosh, I can't do anything, you know, but woe is me. But uh, everybody else is just, uh, you know, I, I, I'm so in awe and so amazed and um, just thankful for people in my life to show me that um, you don't want to use um, something like that, you know, to just kind of turn you off or whatever, and you're just not going to do anything or whatever. So, I do love that about you. And she does do stuff. She, like I say, she's always available. So she's one of those, uh, and I've talked about this before, like a, a utility player. She's cerebrally, you know, she's a cerebral. She's also somebody that can get in and do the roll up her sleeves. And so she's a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I use it all the time. A utility player. You're a, a utility player. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. So <clears throat> now Ryan, on the other hand, she's <laughs> on the bench. Put that microphone up here. <laughs> uh, so he, um, well, you tell me, or just tell me a little bit, or tell us a little about your, um, how, how'd you meet, or, or, or a little bit about your background and how'd you meet Mary Beth? Well, my background is spotty. Yeah, I was not, <laughs> not brought up uh, in a Christian household. Um, and it took, it took me three or four times for the Lord's grasp on me to actually stick um as as the word fell on many different types of soil before it finally took hold so it wasn't until um it's early 2000s when i was diagnosed with muscular dystrophy that i uh i, I kind of broke down and fell into a church um while seeking you know other friends to to quell my anxiety of being alone um, and so that was my first real introduction into, uh, God's love and his, his, his seeking after me. But it wasn't until, you know, many, many years later that I understood that that's what he was actually doing was trying to pull me, pull me closer into him. Um, because eventually that, uh, that, that soil wasn't ripe and, and, and I fell away via the ways of the world. Um, and then gosh, maybe four or five, six years ago, I guess now, um, when I, I had felt another imminent sense of anxiety pushing over me that I, uh, the world was going to, you know, fall apart on me. I was going to lose things that I had, had been treasuring like a, a family and a job and, um, had not really had any connection with the church and not been seeking the Lord at all. Um, but I felt somehow a need to reach out, um, uh, to a friend that I had met at the church prior uh and super long story short that uh wound up being god's lasso saying hey bud come come back because i'm going to rock your world and you're going to need my foundation to survive this because shortly after um getting back in with the church and actually diving into the word and seeking god i everything that i was fearing came came to pass you know I, I was laid off from my work a family that 
I had built up had gone away. I was, you know, at that point had no income, no place to live. Um, so I had to move in back in with my dad. Um, and had it not been for the, the, the Holy Spirit enveloping me, uh, I'm not, not sure where I'd be today. So that's how I got to where I am now. Um, and, and thankfully, thankfully that I was able to water that seed with his word. Um, and that, that allowed things to sprout out of me that I didn't know were in there and things, um, like how can I help other people? How can I, um, how can I serve something in my community? Cause I don't think of myself as someone with a lot of talents, but, um, later on, you know, after I'd been doing things, people started pointing out like, the way that you do this is actually helping serve God. You know, I, I enjoy, um, managing little league teams because I like to help kids and I love baseball. And so being able to be a positive encouragement, um, in that, in that way, I think people have told me numerous times that that is a, a way of serving the Lord. Um, come along, Mary Beth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we met online. Yeah, uh, what is she going to surface here? Did you meet her in a bar or something? A little over a year ago, um, uh, peak COVID times, uh, uh, we met, we actually met online. Um, and really, uh -huh. yeah, I thought you were kidding. Yeah, no, no, no it was true. <laughs> I could have sidestepped that, but, uh, but spoiler. Well, like one of those Christian online things or something, or no, it no. rhymes. It rhymes with <laughs> flace fluke. Oh, okay. I, I, and, I, and I'm totally out of it. So, like, I know about the farmers that get together or something, and the whatever the other stuff. It was, was. Facebook. Okay, okay, Facebook. <laughs> All right. But uh, one of the things that I think really um, we connected on was a heart to serve and a heart to serve in the community. And I think that that has stemmed from, you know, I think Ryan, even before he was really walking with the Lord, he even ever since he got diagnosed with muscular dystrophy, has been looking to help other people with disabilities or, you know, see where you can serve and help. So, um, I think that we connected on that level a lot. And so it's been, we've been, that's how Ryan got to meet you, bud, as you know, us coming along to the community store a couple of times and, mm -hmm. um, the toy thing and, and the, the toy, toy event in, yeah. in December. So and, I'm just so grateful that we have so many opportunities to serve with you that like, it's easy to find a spot to just jump in and put your hands to the ground. So yeah, it's, it's a reciprocal it's thing. I mean, I am me, I do what I do, but I can't do it. So I mean, I have to have other people. So we surround ourselves yeah, with like-minded people. Right. That's what makes all this work. That's right. So uh, you, you touched on, or, or I thought you were gonna say it, but uh, tell me, are you inspired him to start a website to- Oh, I haven't uh, even so, got there yet. So, no, oh. Sorry, I interrupted your <laughs> story, <laughs> sorry. Did I fast forward? <laughs> or did she interrupt you? I interrupted. Oh, okay. <laughs> Okay. We'll, we'll go ahead and finish your uh, chronology, but tell me about your uh, thing. Well, I, was, I didn't want to plug my own thing. No, um, please. But not one of the, as you were saying, how Mary Beth is a, a you know a utility player, and one of the the things that shines about her heart to serve is that she's she overflows with ideas on how to how to help people and how to help uh, communities, <coughs> and and I think that's one of the things that that helps us mesh together well is because I'm not so much with the ideas, but I love to 
figure out how to do the things. And, and, um, last was the last Christmas we successfully had our own little outreach oh, yeah. based on your idea to, you know, to, to have a hangout times and this with and, our apartment complex and our apartment complex. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And nice. so, you know, with your idea, we were able to, to put, put that together and, and, even Jim Nordberg helped out by providing us like a coffee craft to use oh, and a right. whole bunch of cups and plates. So it was, yeah, it was cool to have. Awesome. Joan's another one I've been trying to get on for she's awesome. a, a year, but she won't do it. But she's our food pantry <laughs> person. She she should be one of the she's people amazing. that yeah, yeah that comes on. So now she's been called out. Um, <laughs> well, I've called her out several times. <laughs> and um, yeah, as as you were starting to mention, but I. Um, I, like I said, I have muscular dystrophy and one of the things that, that is a, a bummer about that is, is, is the lack of, um, a, you know, you think that you have a lack of ability to do a lot of things. And I, when I was first diagnosed, I, I had a, a big woe is me, uh, attitude and, you know, I, oh, I can never do anything fun again. And, you know, but that's not true. And um, Mary Beth helped me realize that there's tons of fun things. I love the outdoors, but I hadn't done anything in 15 years. And uh, she encouraged me to, to write about it. Um, and so started a blog where chronicling the adventures um, in hopes to inspire people to the outdoors and show that uh, just because you have a disability doesn't mean you can't enjoy God's creation. So uh, what's the name of your thing or did you name it yet or not? Yeah, it's called Disabled Adventures. Disabled Adventures. Now, is, it, is it a website or what? Disabledadventures.com. .com, okay. So also on Instagram, Disabled Adventures. There you go. So we've got a <laughs> double plug. So Thank you for the plug. <laughs> was not my intention. Well, that's how I pay people to come on. Is if, they, if they're writing a book or something, they can promote it here. Uh, so one of the things that I wrote down was, uh, or are, are you done? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Well, no, I was. I am now. <laughs> you, you interrupted him. I didn't want to. I did. Um, I mean, you can say stuff afterwards. Just, are you done with that particular thought? Or whatever? Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, we've talked about before about when people do this, they get down so low or they get sick mm-hmm. or whatever, and they get into this. It sounds like you really got into quagmire for, you said years, right? Yes. <clears throat> So God works, and I, I don't know why he lets us lounge for years or, or, or check out or whatever for so long. But, you know, just like we go through these hard times of, of drugs and alcohol and on and on, also that hard time of being alone or, or without God or without doing anything or without connecting, I think is also like a mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's, it's a process. Uh, I mean, I, I haven't gone through it, but I mean, <clears throat> well, I did when I got a Vietnam type thing, but. For a while, but um, uh, to use that because there are other people, obviously, that because of your uh, muscular dystrophy mm-hmm. uh, thing that you don't feel like you can do anything. I'm sure there are tons of other people out there that have the same feeling. Right. So, I mean, again, this inspiring story of somebody that's been there, done that, laid around for years or whatever, you know, can still come back or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I, I just I would encourage everybody to go on that. You know, and, uh, you know, take a look at those two, um, what was it again? Uh, website and what else? Instagram. Instagram. Uh, say, uh, say what it is again. Disabled Adventures. There you go. Thank yeah, you. And I think that it's been, for both of us, I've really found the a, a real key 
is in disability to continue to serve others because that is such, it's just a source of joy to be able to give back and to, and I think you, you find yourself being capable and able um, and feeling that way when you're able to help other people uh, and take your eyes off of yourself because a dis- disability can be very self-consuming. I found that with, with my, just my illness that you, you have to be very self-centered a lot of times just to take care of yourself. And so it is really healing and healthy to, you know, reach out to others the way the Lord showed us how to, and, you know, even in his, even on his way to the cross, you know, the Lord was looking out for, looking out for his mother and asking John to take care of him, you know, as he's on the cross. And I think that that's such a, a, a good example for us and, and a way for us to live that is right and good and healing. Uh, there's, can I share? There's when I was praying about what we were going to talk about, this little cheesy little poem popped to mind that I learned when I was in college, I was just going through, I had to do a presentation, was trying to find a poem. And I I found this and it has just stuck with me over the years. And it's not, you know, it's not a Bible verse, (laughs) but it's, it's a good truth. And hopefully maybe it'll, well, just a sign of, you know, like a verse in scripture to it. People will look it up or try to look it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. (laughs) MB 817. (laughs) Watch out for lightning. (laughs) That that is... It's called do something for somebody quick. It says there's an excellent rule I've learned in life school, and I'm ready to set it before you. When you're heavy at heart and your world falls apart, do not pity yourself. I implore you. No, up with your chin, meet bad luck with a grin and try this infallible trick. It never will fail you. Whatever may ail you do something for somebody quick. quick. Oh, do something for somebody quick. It will banish your cares in a tick. Don't fret about you. There's a good deal to do. Do something for somebody quick. So it's a little poem. I think it's by Robertson Davis. And uh, I just that that phrase has come to mind so many times. The Lord has used that poem to just remind me of how to live by, you know, when I'm lying on the couch feeling bad for myself, you know, that will come to mind and just sending somebody a text or, you know, you know, calling somebody to let them know you're praying for them can can mean a world of difference and can just change your outlook on life, too. That's so. a- that's a really good poem. I like that. And actually we do, uh, one of the things we try to do together is devotion devotionals and using the Bible app. And it reminded me just of how, how simple it can be to show your worship for God can be is as something as, um, as massive as spending an hour, you know, face down in prayer and petition versus something as simple as, you know, saying hi to the lonely kid. Um, you know, anything you're doing out of love and unto the Lord can be, uh, can be worship. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And I love, you know, you, I wrote down a couple of things. You used the word, um, eyes off yourself, uh, or, or the phrase eyes off yourself. <clears throat> and it reminds me of the book by Kyle Eidelman, uh, the end of me, just getting out of ourselves and getting everything, you know, you know, to God, because, uh, once we do that, then all of a sudden things will happen. If we just keep, mm-hmm. In intro, whatever you call it, introverting yeah. into ourselves, uh, there's no glory in God in that. So, I mean, that's we're right. just trying yeah. to figure out ourselves. But once that's we right. just let it go, of course, that's the whole reason why we uh, believe. But, um, and then, you know, uh, no, I guess it was you uh, said, you know, that uh, that you can't, or uh, maybe uh, you said that you can't, uh, that you were feeling that you can't do anything at, at one time. You didn't feel like you could do anything, but then you, now you're coaching on and on. 
But then you also said that uh, you can't do anything, I think, when you were down or whatever, but you could always text someone. Mm -hmm. So again, you know, you could be laying down in bed, <clears throat> being depressed, being whatever, and just getting out of yourself by just texting somebody and praying for them. Just say, hey, gosh, I'm feeling down. I've been thinking about you or uh, how, how are you feeling? You know, something that mm -hmm. you knew or whatever. Um, there was a, um, and I think I've shared this before, uh, uh, occupied, uh, is it, uh, see, what would that be? So, uh, during the war, Germans came in, there was a Jewish household. They aroused everybody out of the house and took them away. But there was this little old lady that laid on the couch and they never touched her because she was just almost dying and she was just, you know, uh, they didn't feel she'd be any, uh, threat or whatever. So, they, uh, <clears throat> they would come and go and you know, take different people out of her out of her house and family members on on. She was on the couch, and I think she um, translated the Bible into several different oh, languages, wow. and, she, and she put it out to everybody wow. so they could read the Bible. Of course, they never suspected her because she was so huh. frail and just like, well, my she's no wow, threat. Wow, what you a know. story! Yeah, uh -huh. really. So it kind of reminded me what, what you're saying. Oh, that's good. You know, uh, fast forward today, that would be to text someone or mm -hmm. whatever. So they didn't think they'd have anything to say. We're almost out of time. So um, <laughs> you got five minutes or four minutes to say anything that you want to say. So what do you want to say? No, are we good? No. I. If you think there's something that you can't do, you can. Scratch that neck. <laughs> no way, because even if I think that's good, because even if it's a matter of, you know, with outreach, especially whether it's local or whether it's global outreach, you know, if you think you can't go and talk to somebody because you don't speak the same language, you can't communicate God's love. That's not true. You know, there's so many ways to just move forward and love people. And, um, you know, no matter what your ability or disability is. And I, I actually like what you said. If you can't think that you can't do something, you know, but God thinks you can. So he, right. he puts it on your heart. So I would say, you know, I mean, like this, uh, and, and, Again, in, in the Bible, the greatest thing that we, that we can aspire to become is a servant. That's right. So a servant's not going to have, I mean, when I think of a servant, it's not going to be necessarily somebody that has a lot of skills or uh, assets or whatever. Mm -hmm. they, they, they are going to be somebody just living the mm -hmm. life of a servant, just mm -hmm. attending to people's needs, you know. So, I mean, I think that is a good um, thing to end on. That yeah, That's kind of our call, our, our call thing about be a doer of the faith and not a hearer only, but don't think that you can't do anything like what I do or the community store or the food pantry or all these things that we do. You can do something just by getting plugged in or whatever. And, and you know, we've had more stories of people, um, seemingly non-descript people like in our group or something, and, and we'll be doing all this stuff with the food pantry or the, or the store, or I mean, the community store, we'll be doing the toy thing or whatever. And somebody will come up and say, gosh, I met this lady and she shared a story with me about something. And you go, wow. You know, so just her availability or Deb Barlow or Margie or Fred and Linda praying for people at, at, at the food pantry. You know, we get more uh, inspiration out of those kind of things than I do thinking like, oh, we bless people with a bunch of food or clothes or whatever. So, I mean, that's the the plug that you can, I mean, if you can talk, if you can think, if you can love somebody, if you can care for somebody, you're in, you know what I mean? So you don't have to be anything spectacular, but we want to hear the stories about what you do so that it would inspire others that feel they can't do something to do something. 
So uh, with that, I want to thank you both for coming on. Thank you. Thank you, bud. I, I just love you guys. Well, thank love you too. for doing this. It's very mm -hmm. inspiring. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Constipated Christian Podcast. However you are tuning in, be sure to follow or subscribe, as well as leave a rating and review. If you are interested in learning more ways on how to live out your faith, you can visit our website at theconstipatedchristian.org. And if you'd like to leave Bud or one of our guests a comment, you can email it to theconstipatedchristian at gmail.com. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode.